Welcome to the Digital Coffee Date, created and hosted by multimedia content producer and entrepreneur, Jessica Rosado. This podcast is your weekly inspirational dose of incredible women who are making a powerful global footprint. Our conversations feature different women from all walks of life who share their experiences through both successes and failures alike. These stories empower and encourage the female footprint in a society originally structured for them to fail. But whether it be through philanthropy or entrepreneurship, or even the corporate ladder, women are creating a global footprint that will impact the future. A warm welcome to the Digital Coffee Date fam. To those of you who are returning listeners, I appreciate all of your love and support. And for those of you who are new to our community, I am so, so happy to connect with you. We are in season two, launching on this beautiful International Women's Day, and we're starting it off with a special episode that was recorded for the She Shines podcast. Some of you may remember that we got to learn more about Alex and Anna Laura of She Shines on the fourth episode of season one. In true queen collaboration, Alex and Anna Laura asked me if I would come on their podcast. In this episode, you'll get to hear me and my story on the other side of the mic. We get into what it's like to tell your story authentically and thrive as a multi-passionate entrepreneur. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Today, we are chatting with Jessica Rosado. Jessica, say hello to everyone. Hi. Hello, She Shines community. Yay. And funny story, we were actually on Jessica's podcast, I think last year now, right? Yes, yes. So we were just so excited to ask you to be a guest on our podcast and and kind of return the favor. And we were so grateful that you gave us the opportunity to to speak on your podcast. So once we once we launched, we're like, oh yeah, we gotta, we gotta get her on. Oh my gosh. Thank you guys so much. This was um this was actually an amazing opportunity as well. And I love the fact that you know, this is like collaboration number two with us and and that we were just able to do it. And, and I'm so, so grateful for you guys asking me to be on here. So this is, this is fun for me. (laughs) Of course, of course. Now we're excited to dive in. Would you mind taking a second if, if our community members haven't heard your podcast already, uh, just to introduce yourself and what you do, who you are, all things Jessica. Yes, absolutely. All things Jess. Um, (laughs) Well, my name is Jessica Rosado, as they've said. And, um, and I have a podcast, it's called the digital coffee date, and we can totally get into a fun story of how the name changed and all of that later. But, um, basically it's having female forward conversations, uh, with different women from all walks of life and sharing a lot of different experiences, um, some personal stories, some, you know, with their corporate jobs or whatever the case is. And it's really the idea that we just kind of are having this coffee date in the digital space. And so that's where the idea came from. 
And, um, and it's kind of like my baby and it's my, my fun passion project turned, um, into something I actually enjoy doing and just want to keep going. Um, I also have a YouTube channel and I have a blog and I do a lot of digital content, uh, when it comes to Instagram, Facebook, things like that. And, and overall, I'm just a storyteller. Um, I love to tell and share my story and different experiences, and I love to be able to share that as well with other women. So, well, we are so grateful you're on and to dive more into your story. So can you, can you tell us about your background? Like what, what led you to become a storyteller through all these different mediums? Yeah, absolutely. So my background, I come from a performing arts background. So I started singing and acting at a very young age, about seven Um, I competed a lot in different uh, singing competitions and things like that. So I was very performing arts uh, driven. And that was kind of where this all started. And I think everything in any shape or form of performing arts, you are telling a story. So, um, So that's kind of where I started. And I ended up when I was about 24, I believe I went to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts in Los Angeles. And I studied there for about a year. Uh, You could do different programs. I did the year program. And then right after that, I was performing with a company in downtown Los Angeles at a theater. And that was an incredible experience. So again, that's kind of where my background came from for performing arts. And it led me into when I moved, when I ended up moving back to Tampa, which is what I call home, Tampa, Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up transferring into USF and most of my credits had, because they were kind of journal journalism driven. Um, they, uh, I got into this program, broadcast production was my concentration. And that's kind of where I really found the behind the scenes of storytelling. And that's where it was it really just hit home when i realized okay this is this is actually what i want to do because for a long time i was always either on stage or in front of the camera and when i was doing a lot of different classes like a documentary class i, I ended up doing a lot of writing different screenplays um and script writing and i just found my calling there and I realized, well, yeah, I mean that I was doing a version of storytelling and telling, bringing these characters and stuff to life for such a long time. And I realized the best part about it was actually being the person that creates these stories. And so that's what I found to be my absolute end game kind of passion. And that's really what led me to a lot of different things. So over the course of studying at USF and, and doing different, you know, classes and things like that. I, I really wanted to bring female voices to life. I wanted to, you know, we all have a voice, but sometimes we just need a platform where we can use that and, you know, share that with one another. And really just like you guys are doing a sense of community, you know, bringing people together. Um, so I started with this fun docu-series and I was doing like local stories. And it was very, it was a very journalistic approach to it as well. You know, I had like my intro where I was like, you know, talking to the the cameras, very like news, newscasty, (laughs) you know, and, and, um, and I really enjoyed it. But where it 
it transitioned for me into the podcast, the digital coffee date was I said, I wanted to reach more women. And that was really what that boiled down to. So the docu-series was really fun. Um, but it was, it was very centered around what I could do here locally. And I just wanted to be able to expand my reach and podcasting was the way to do that. Um, so I ended up just starting from the ground up and, um, just reaching out to different, people on Instagram, like how I did with you guys and, um, and, you know, just really finding the voices that I wanted to share stories. I wanted to share women that were doing incredible things that maybe nobody else, you know, you didn't hear about in the news or you didn't hear about in a newspaper or a magazine or whatever, and just kind of creating this, this platform to share those stories. So that's kind of where my, uh, I would say my life path led me <laughs> into what I have now. And, um, and so, yeah, so what I do now in terms of, you know, writing, I, I that's still a thing. It's still my passion. It's still wanted, what I want to do. I want to create engaging, uh, film and television series. That's, that's like my ultimate passion. And then of course I have these other things as well, which is the podcast that I really like and all of the digital uh, content that I put out there into the world. Oh my goodness. So many amazing things going on, <laughs> but so I, many, <laughs> so many, but I love how they're all centered around your, that passion of, of storytelling. And you have figured out how to create a, a business or a life around your true passion. And you are so similar, not only to us, but our community in terms of being that multi-passionate women, Absolutely. Who, yes. you know, is into acting, singing, right? Performing, writing a film, like so many beautiful things. What would your advice be to similar women who have all these passions? Like how do they pick one <laughs> and, and how can they transition to, to making that like a full time time thing? What would your advice be to those women? Um, I would definitely say that first and foremost, having, having, being passionate about anything. Um, when you have that passion, it's, it's like the most amazing feeling in the world to, to be excited to do something. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, you know, I know sometimes, you know, we were just talking about this earlier, being multi-passionate can sometimes feel like a blessing and a curse, you know, <laughs> because you're like, gosh, I have all these things that I want to do. I have all these, you know, I, I have all these ideas, all these things. And one thing that I will say is it's, it's important to never lose that. Um, but it's also important to sort of centralize what it is that you really, really want to do um, because everything, you can accomplish it all. You can be the person that does it all. I know a lot of times people say you can't have it all, but you can. And I think where it stems from and probably the biggest lesson I've learned and I continue to be reminded of it is that you can, I can get to all these different things that I want to do, but I do have to sort of focus on maybe one or two things at a time so that I can give those one or two things the best that I can absolutely give it. Um, I think sometimes we spread ourselves so thin, even being a multi-passionate person, and then you're not really giving the right amount of effort and passion you should give to those different pursuits. Mm -hmm. 
I'm so glad you touched on just your lessons, your experiences, because I think what you're saying, I know Alex and I are over here going, hey, (laughs) but it's so many women in our community too. And I know a big struggle right now is, is really that time management. Like once you've identified those few goals that you Mm. have, that you do want to focus on, like you said, how do you structure that into your day? Like, what does that look like for you? Oh gosh. Well, on top of (laughs) all of my creative pursuits, um, I also help my family run our, we have an auto service uh, shop and I help them with that. So I do have um, quite a lot on my plate, even sort of being able to kind of, like I said, uh, I would say minimize my, my workload, but time management is huge and you're absolutely right in that. So my day, what a day for me would look like, um, I would say being at the shop would be, that's my day job. That's what I do. That's it's like I said, it's the family business. It's Mm -hmm. what brings home the bacon kind of thing. And, um, I do that. And then I allow time to relax after work (laughs) where I literally unplug and do nothing, whether it's watching TV or whether it's reading, I say do nothing, but those are things, but watching TV, you know, reading, you know, whatever it is that just gives me my me time. So I allot for that. And then I also allot for whatever I'm doing in the creative space and I don't overload my day. So if I know that I have my normal nine to five that I do afterwards, I'm giving, you know, maybe two hours to doing creative things in that creative space. And then, you know, I'm, I'm done for the day. So maybe my day finishes around eight o'clock and then I'm the rest of my evening is me time because if I don't unplug and if I don't pay attention to what I need, I I will burn out. I'll fizzle out. So, you know, that's, that's kind of how I, what my day would look like, um, on the weekends, I structure a lot of different things. Like Saturday is my productive day. I love Saturdays. Saturdays for me, because I'm not at the shop. So on Saturdays, I am, you know, doing all kinds of different creative things. So it's like a really fun day. And then Sundays are my day of rest. They're my official like unplugged day. Sometimes I'll post stuff. And sometimes I, when I say unplug, I completely unplug. Mm -hmm. So um, that's, that's what I, you know, that's sort of how my days go. And I think, like you said, I mean, time management is huge, especially if you're going to be someone who is multi-passionate and have a lot of different things. You want to be able to give the right time to what it is that you want to do and what you want to see through. And if you aren't managing that time properly, that's where projects fall fall through the cracks. That's where things don't turn out the way that you want them to. And then we learn that lesson. Okay, we, we, we need to manage this a little bit better. Absolutely. <laughs> Alex and I are like profusely nodding. <laughs> it sounds so much too, like, I, I'm so happy you said after your work day, like you spend time to just like unplug. And mm-hmm. I have recently found that for me, because I'm also like, go, 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 go. And I don't yes. have a problem with that until I have a problem with it. <laughs> and uh, I realized between coming home from work and starting things with she shines, like I really need 
like mm-hmm. a little bit of a break in between, like we always say like the screen to screen or else like you're just staring at a screen yes, yes. all day or just constantly typing mm-hmm. all day. And while I think your, your day has your, excuse me, your weeks have seasons, your life has seasons. And, and some days like that might be good for me to just go, go, go. Mm-hmm. But in general, I, I like, I love that you touched on that is really like setting in some sort of buffer time, I think is really important for women mm-hmm. who are doing some sort of job or something else prior to putting time and energy into a passion project or another yes. business or, or another job is, mm-hmm. is giving yourself time to decompress from one before you can show up effectively to the next. Oh, absolutely. Literally. Yeah. I know that's literally what my schedule looks like throughout the day is <laughs> like, you know, photography in the morning, like chunk of time to break for lunch. And then she shines in the afternoon chunk of time to break before we hop mm-hmm. on member calls or podcast recordings, like just right. to, to switch gears. I'm so glad you touched on that. Like not only that you have that in the day, but you also have like a full day of that on, on the weekend. Like you set aside that time on Sundays just for you to unplug and rewind mm-hmm. and like take that time off. I tell so, you what, yeah. self-care is like huge. Like I, I, to me, if, if I don't, remember that my body will make me remember (laughs) that like my body's like okay enough you know like sometimes in the past where when I call it the fizzle out or the burnout I would get literally sick like just Mm. sick where my body has just shut down because I'm either not sleeping well enough or I'm not you know again that day to just unplug and disconnect and just Mm -hmm. like, okay, what do I personally, physically, mentally, spiritually need right now? (laughs) If it's not your schedule telling you to take a break, break, like your, your body definitely. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to shift gears a little bit. You, you know, you were talking earlier about your, your passion and your, your ability, your love of storytelling through your podcast, your YouTube channel, your blog, what has been the number one thing that you have learned about about storytelling and specifically storytelling on social media? The number one thing I've learned, this is going to sound super, super cliche because I know we've heard <laughs> it so many times, um, but it is going to be authenticity. And one of the things that I think, you know, because I... I'm a millennial. I, I believe you guys are too. We're in that that millennial generation. And I think we kind of grew up with with social media. Like I can remember AIM, like AIM, your AIM account or your screen, you know, your instant messaging. That's what it was called. Yeah. So instant messaging. Um, so then we went from that to MySpace. Oh gosh, MySpace days. You know, we went from that to we had Facebook, then we had Instagram. And I think there was like this, this growing up that we did in, in the social media landscape where a lot of things got to a point of just being so highlight reel of just talking about the really great things to where we lost the, the authentic sense of community in terms of speaking to one another and engaging with one another about things that either A, are really important that are going on in our world or just stuff that we're going through that maybe that might resonate with someone else. So I think authenticity would be the number one thing that I've learned as a sort of even just 
whether it's through story storytelling, obviously, but, you know, really having that authentic voice that's you, that's, you know, sharing your story, sharing your, you know, what things that you've learned. And that's usually my content um, is, is really driven in that way. So I'm talking about the things that I, you know, maybe have affected me or the things that I feel like sometimes I just, I just get nuggets of wisdom that day. I just, you know, I'm thinking about something and I'm like, you know what? And then I'm like, well, why don't I share that? You know, maybe, maybe somebody else is feeling what I'm feeling or going through what I'm going through. And, um, and so I think that would be the number one, I had to say one thing about storytelling on social media, it would be just authenticity, using your authentic voice to say what it is you need to say, whether it's about your story or someone else's. Yeah, that such great advice. And <laughs> we are, are big fans as well of, of storytelling. It's so funny. I was actually texting Anna Laura this morning about her gifts in, in storytelling. So it's kind of funny how it all like, yes, all full circle, full, full circle. <laughs> um, so you mentioned this term of, of your authentic voice and a lot of our community members want to continue to tell their stories or mm -hmm. they are looking to, they know they want to be a storyteller, right. But are not mm -hmm. sure kind of like how to, to get their feet wet with that. So how, how do we get in touch with that authentic voice? How do we get in touch with our authentic voice? I would say number one, you need to spend time with yourself. And I think we've, we've kind of already touched on that in the way of like self-care and stuff like that. But I think the more time we spend with ourselves journaling, journaling's a good one, um, or, you know, being able to just kind of connect. We, we all have a voice within. We all, we all do. We all have opinions. We all have beliefs. We all have experiences, traumas, all sorts of things that have shaped how we speak, how we feel about things, how we see the world, our perspectives. So I think it's important to spend time with yourself in those moments, whether, you know, just daily life, like daily journaling, or if you've gone through something, you know, if you've experienced something, you know, speaking with someone, journaling, um, you know, doing those types of things, but really getting to know who you are, because, being able to share that voice, all it really takes is a little bit of courage to do that. You already have the voice. It's already within you. You know, if you are, I don't, I don't think anyone, I don't think anyone anywhere wakes up one morning and they're like, oh my gosh, I just want to share my story. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe they do. But in my experience, it is a process. It's a transitionary process. You are evolving through life. And so in order to storytell and to either share other people's stories, you have to be willing to share your own. Mm. Um, because I think if I did a podcast the way that I've done it, but I was never talking about my own experiences. And I was never having that vulnerability to put myself out there and to put the things I've experienced out there. I don't think 
the podcast would resonate with a lot of people mm-hmm. because I haven't shared who I am. And so mm-hmm. it's kind of, again, that full circle we were talking about now going back to authenticity, using your authentic voice. So everyone has one, you know, you just have to be able to do the work to get to know who you are, the things you want to say, write it down, get two different journals. If you, if you have to, if you must, if that's what you want to do, absolutely. And just be vulnerable and have obviously the courage as well to, you know, want to share that story and put yourself out there in, in any sort of way. Oh, that's beautifully said. Thank you so much. Cause I, I know for like in the age of social media, it's so easy to consume other people's stories. You almost like lose sight of your own story and you lose yes. sight of your own voice mm-hmm. when you're just constantly consuming and you're not taking mm-hmm. that time to get back in touch with who you are and connect with your own, like you said, authentic voice and your mm-hmm. own story. So thank you again for, for touching on that. Yeah. Um, so for storytelling, we know you use written and audio. Like we talked about all the different mediums that you utilize mm-hmm. for storytelling. How did you figure out your strength and what advice do you have for women to find their platform for storytelling? I have a two-part question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I think the reason why I was I was I drifted off into uh into into my thoughts there for a moment is because again, it, it kind of goes back to this evolutionary process, this like mm-hmm. transition of sorts, you know, no one ever at any point in time just wakes up, has an idea and immediately <laughs> it, it works. You know what I mean? <laughs> like even, even people where it seems like that happens, I guarantee you, they will share their story. And it took them <laughs> 25 years right. to, for that to happen, you know, of, of 25 years of lessons, 25 years of experiences. I mean, the whole nine. So I think when it comes down to finding what your platform is it's there's not going to be a magic recipe for that I think as you begin to find what your authentic voice is and once you've found that or you've discovered it you've created it then you're going to want to go into okay now that I have this voice what are the things I want to say okay Mm -hmm. these are the things I want to say these are the stories I want to share okay great What's the best medium to go about that? And then that's the big question there is, you know, if, if I'm telling stories, do I want to do it in the audio space? Do I want to do it visually? Like I've shared the digital coffee date was its own evolutionary process from mm-hmm. starting from a completely different brand, a completely different concept of a docu-series and being on video to being a podcast mm-hmm. and being able to expand and share stories, you know, with a, with a more a wider network, you know? So I think, I think all of that comes and falls into place when you begin to do the work in, we have, I have a voice. Let me, let me find it within. Now I found it. Okay. What do I want to say? Okay. Here's what I want to say. And what, how do I, how do I want to say it? You know, what's the best way to say it and put it out there. And so I think that's kind of where we find those answers is just, again, spending that time to look for those answers. Yeah. Yeah. We, we really wanted to pick your brain on this one because we have a lot of members in our academy who they're at the point now where they have figured out what they want to say and they're, they're stepping into that power as a storyteller. And now it's like, okay, now what? Right. So absolutely. Yeah. You you were the perfect person, I think, to ask, you know, being able 
to have successfully tell your story in such a beautiful way on all these different mediums and, and to kind of show other women the, the possibility of, of how you can share your story online that doesn't have to be necessarily confined to one thing. Um, but I also really love that you said, get, get comfortable, <laughs> find your strength and, and stick with that. Know what you want to say, how you yeah. want to say it before, you know, shooting from zero to a hundred as yeah, we, absolutely. we can tend to do. <laughs> and it's like, even, it's like, even with my, my YouTube channel, right? So there's so many different, you, I mean, you could get so creative with YouTube on like what you want to do, what kind of content you want to put out there. And really, I just started it as I have so many different likes and things I, I like to do. Why don't I just, that's my YouTube channel. Like, mm. why don't I just put the, all of that together? So I have like cooking videos. I have techie tips where I give, you know, certain uh, tips on different things to do in the tech world. I have stuff about my beauty and hair care. I have like it. It's yeah. so, you would think like, oh my gosh, that channel's all over the place, but no, it's not. I have different likes. I have different things I like to do. And so that honestly, the YouTube channel ended up being a fun space for me to explore all these different things and still do it in a very creative way and still tell a story every time I do it. Beautifully said. I love that. Cause again, going back to, to being a multi-passionate woman and you having all these different ideas, like still being able to freely explore them all, mm-hmm. but sticking to that same, that same mission of telling yes. a story as you do it. That's, that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. Amazing. yeah. And the fact that we get literally get that question all the time is I have so many ideas. There's so many things that I like to do. How do I share that? But I also like that you're not doing that on every single platform. Like right. your podcast isn't right. like Jessica's cooking show and Jessica's outfits, you know, right, like right. you've dedicated a space that YouTube is still going to be you storytelling, but now we're going to you know, weave in some more fun concepts behind the scenes, get to know me. So I, Mm -hmm. I love how you've designated kind of that more creative space for storytelling. And I, I think it'll help a lot of our community members to hear that frame that way, because it, I think it kind of, you can take a breath. Like, (laughs) okay, I don't have to be boxed into just sharing this here and sharing this there. And, um, it's, it's a really, I, Anyway, just to say, I, I, I like that you were using your YouTube channel to to do that as well to storytelling. Right. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. So <laughs> we talked a little bit before we hopped on about um, you know your digital footprint on online and, and connecting with community. What would be your advice to brands and and business owners on especially in COVID days, how to increase that digital footprint and really find true connection with their community? Um, I think in terms of increasing your digital footprint, it's going to sound a little repetitive or redundant, but having an authentic voice that that should go with you personally it should go with brands you know right now especially with the state of the way things are you know what we have to say and how we say them are so so vital to ourselves as business owners or even brands in general and so i think in order to grow that you have to one, know what it is that you need to say, know what it is that you want to say. And two, I think you have to be consistent. And that's one of the Mm. things that we, you know, we oftentimes, again, if we get overloaded, if we have too much on our plate, things can kind of go to the wayside and it's okay. Like 
we've talked about, maybe there's certain projects I've put on hold for right now. That's okay. You know, Mm -hmm. but then, then allow that time that you now have to be consistent. So if you want to grow your digital space, and if you want to, you know, grow a community, you have to be consistent. And there are times where if you slip up, it's okay. You just pat yourself on the back. Hey, I'm human. It's all good. Let me get back on the horse. Let me, let me get back to it. And um, I think that's the best way to grow any business, whether it's in the digital space, whether it's in the brick and mortar space, consistency is key. You have an overall business model, you have an overall digital uh, concept model, and you just need to be sure that you're consistent with that. Amen. Yes, absolutely. Consistency (laughs) is definitely key, but I like that you added in consistency with a hint of grace for for when you're not, especially like in the days of COVID, like we talked about self-care and everything, like giving yourself grace for when you're not as consistent, but Mm -hmm. knowing that you will get back on the horse and show up again. Yes, Jessica, thank you so (laughs) much. much for for sharing coming on and sharing all about the power of storytelling and how we can all really hone in on this power and show up to share it thank you so much oh thank you guys thank you so much for having me on this was fun you know I love to do this (laughs) (laughs) we love it so where can we connect with you um, there's a few places, as we've mentioned, that, that that you can connect with me on. I really do like connecting on Instagram. I think uh, that's my best place to connect. Uh, it's uh, at I am Jessica Rosado, um, and that's my handle. Definitely Instagram. I do have a Facebook page and things like that, but um, on my website has everything as well, jessicalrosado.com. And that has basically all the projects and things that I'm doing, uh, including the YouTube channel. So if you want to see some fun, some of them are a little hilarious, the food (laughs) ones, but yeah, good stuff. If you want to just like have a blast, you can absolutely visit my uh, lifestyle YouTube channel as well. Yes, absolutely. And all her links are in our show notes. So definitely head there to check out more from Jessica, but really quick before you go. Now, this is what we do with all of our guests. Okay. It's the rapid fire questions. So, okay. Let's throw back to going into a coffee shop. What, Mm -hmm. first of all, is your preferred coffee or tea beverage? (laughs) Oh my gosh. I've been drinking this at Starbucks since I was 16. (laughs) It would be, there's two different forms. It's a white chocolate mocha. Yes. (laughs) And I would have that hot with soy milk, or I would do a white chocolate mocha frappuccino made with soy, no whip. (laughs) I love it. Love it. I remember the white chocolate mocha. Yeah. All right. So you're stepping up to order your white chocolate mocha with soy milk. All right. And someone taps you on the shoulder and she's like, oh my goodness, it's Jessica Rosado. Jessica, I have three questions I've been dying to ask you. And after I ask them, I'll pay for your mocha. The first well. one, <laughs> she's very generous, is what is your favorite way to connect with new people? Uh, I would absolutely say Instagram. I've said it before. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it is my favorite way to connect. Um, I do like, I just, I obviously I love sharing digital content. So I think it allows us to be able to do that. And then also a very easy way to just like send someone a direct message, like, Hey, mm-hmm. what's going on? I like the vibe that you're putting out there into the world. 
let's connect, you know, really Got something it. simple. That's yeah. How we met. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I love it. All right. Second question. She wants to know, how can I create community in my life or business? I'd say the best way to create community in either your life or business is to have a sense or have a willingness to be vulnerable because you have to put yourself out there if you want to engage with people in any space. Mm -hmm. So I think there is a level of just being vulnerable that we all have to have to be able to be open and willing to grow our community and grow our circle. Mm -hmm. The last one, how do you get your fill of girl talk? Oh my gosh, how do I get my fill of girl talk? Well, you know, I'm not all digital. Like I actually do have real connections and things. Um, So I do have a, a small circle and these are some of the most incredible and super inspiring women. Um, they keep me grounded. They keep me in check. Um, they keep me spiritually in check, which is important. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, I get my fill that way. I mean, we connect, we, whether it's through FaceTime, whether we meet up for coffee, whether we go to dinner, um, that's, that's how I get my girl talk. Well, thank you again for sharing your story with us and and all of your advice on storytelling and, and using our social media effectively to, to find our authentic voice as a storyteller. And make sure to check out the show notes, everyone, so you can follow along with Jessica. And until next time, keep shining. Thank you for tuning in to the Digital Coffee Date, where inspiration ignites meaningful action. Be sure to visit thedigitalcoffeedate.com to sign up for your free membership where you can go beyond our digital coffee dates and discuss episode topics on our growing digital community.